What's up, Bulls Nation? You found yourselves locked on Bulls. I'm Matt. That's Big Dave. Up ahead on today's show, we still haven't gotten a chance to talk about that this yet, so we're talking about it now. All-star votes. All-star starters. Demar is in. Yay. Was Zach Levine robbed? Trey Young? Plus, we'll take a look at this rematch we got on deck between the Bulls and the Orlando Magic. That's all next on a fresh Locked On Bulls. Let's go. You are Locked On Bulls, your daily podcast on the Chicago Bulls. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Here are your hosts, Matt Peck and Big Dave Watson. What's up and welcome into Locked On Bulls, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Matt Peck. You can follow me on Twitter at Bulls underscore Peck. That right there, my guy, Big Dave Watson. You can follow him at BOW, B-A-W-L Sports. Bow. You can follow us at Locked On Bulls. Also hit us up on that text and voicemail line, 331-979-1369. Big Dave, um, I think one of my favorite things uh, that I've seen recently is that video that the Bulls put up of Zach Levine on the team flight down to San Antonio, say this is your captain speaking. Flight eight, flight Levine, making our way to San Antonio, Texas. Just want to get on yeah. the horn and congratulate our guy Smart DeRozan <laughs> for making his fifth All Star appearance as a starter. And we will get into in just a minute the intricacies of Zach Levine versus Trey Young for that other starter spot. But first mm-hmm. and foremost, I just that's just the latest example of enjoying as a Bulls fan, a team that clearly is vibing and and has great chemistry because Zach Levine in in his own right could have been upset that he felt he deserved that other starting spot next to DeMar and still was like, no, this is, this is DeMar's moment. We need to celebrate DeMar because guess what? Zach Levine still pretty happy that DeMar DeRozan is here helping him win Bulls games. (laughs) That's a great observation that I, I didn't even put together, but you're absolutely right. Like he wasn't upset. He was the first one to get up on that plane and say something. First of all, I like how he announced himself with his own nickname. <laughs> first of all, I thought that was hilarious and awesome. And, and said two of them, Flight 8 and Flight Levine. Let me give you two of these nicknames because we're on a plane, sir. Shout out Stacey King for, for tossing that to him too also. But it was just really cool to see a team really vibing, like you said, Matt, really liking each other. Like, they, he was excited to give him that news. You know, let him know he's an all-star starter in this year, in the year that, you know, you're the bad fit. You're the worst free agent signing of the year. You're the guy who's not going to make it work. You're old. You're washed up. You can't do it anymore. Come out there and have an MVP-type season and then pretty much be the leading vote-getter for the backcourt. Like, that's a big deal, man. That's a really, really, really big deal. And the fact that he got all those votes in it, I mean, like, over $2 million more than the uh, next person who was Trey Young. That says that says a lot, man. It was, it's it's been an awesome year for Demar Derozan, and so much fun to absolutely watch. Yeah, Demar Derozan first place across the board, fan voting, media voting, and by the players, um, and amazing. and rightfully so. I mean, he's having yeah. an amazing year, a career year, his first mm-hmm. season in Chicago. Um, we we kind of saw in the initial returns of the fan vote that Zach Levine was trailing behind. Uh, yeah. Trey Young, and he was kind of, you know, flirting back and forth with James Harden. Was he going to finish third or fourth or second? He ended up being behind Trey Young in the fan vote by a considerable margin. I want to say somewhere around 250,000 votes. Yeah. And we've talked before about how sometimes fan voting with NBA All-Stars is uh, 
little stupid. You know, like Lakers fans had Alex Caruso in the top 10 for, for Western yeah. Conference yeah. guards a couple years ago. Yeah. And at, at the time, I was supposed to like, really? Alex Caruso? Now, you know, I'm surprised <laughs> like, the yeah. didn't have him in the top 10 in voting. <laughs> Seriously, what are you doing? <laughs> but um, I, I think if there's something to be said about Zach Levine and how he is now being perceived by his peers in the NBA, yes, mm-hmm. Trey Young won the fan vote. And Trey Young even had an edge over Zach Levine in the media votes. But you know mm-hmm. who had the edge when it came to the player vote? Because it was Zach Levine who beat Trey Young by 30-something votes. So, good news. NBA players are starting to respect the hell out of Zach Levine's game. Yeah, and I find it interesting that once those votes started coming in, those whistles started happening from officials. I'm telling you, it is not a coincidence. Uh, Watch it. Watch it. Watch it. Just watch it. Watch when those votes started happening and Zach Levine started getting up in those stands. Go check and see the whistles, man. This is when I miss working at NBC Sports Chicago because I promise you this is a stat I will be asking for right now. Like, show me the stats of how many fouls and how many whistles have been called for Zach Levine since he started getting those votes uh, for an All-Star. And remember, when the first returns came in, Matt, he was pretty low. Uh, Trey Young was still where he was. DeMar was still where he was. But but Zach had some work to do. And the fans voted and voted and voted and voted and got him up there, man. And it's great that – you know, he he will be in the all-star game. Of course, we wanted him to start. But what I like, Matt, the most is he's taking the respect. And that's what I like the most. Because like you said, the fans didn't give it to him, but the players gave it to him. The guys who go up against him every night, the NBA pundits, the talking heads gave it to him. Charles Barkley, first one, was like, no, Zach Levine should have been the starter. He's the one that should be starting for the all-star game, not Trey Young. That's a big deal, man. Because remember, TNT used to flame the Chicago Bulls all day long, and rightfully so, because they weren't good. But to get that respect now, you know what I'm saying? After coming off of last year where you were like, yeah, he's an all-star, but now to say this year, no, you're a starter in the all-star game, that has to mean something to Zach to take that respect. Because from what we know from Zach, Matt, respect means something to him. Like getting the respect to his peers, getting respect to those players, that stuff really does mean something to him. So to hear that, I'm sure that had to make him feel pretty good, man. And knowing that he'll be there with DeMar DeRozan, experiencing this weekend with your teammate, he's never had this. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's never really done this before. That This has to be a really cool feeling uh, for him going forward. Right. So I believe it's this coming Thursday is when the uh, reserves for each uh, mm-hmm. conference's all-star selections will be announced um, would be absolutely shocking to not see Zach Levine on that list. Um, I, I would call him a lock to get one of the reserve spots in the East. Um, so, you know, look, the Bulls are, are bringing two guys to All-Star Weekend. That's that's great, honestly. And, and it's interesting that we have seen, at least from the initial returns on who the starters were, that when the results came out the team currently leading the eastern conference and the team currently leading the western conference the the heat and the suns respectively had zero all-star starters between them wow so you know maybe jimmy butler gets a reserve spot in the east surely chris paul and or devin booker will get reserve spots in the west but the bulls held the top seed in the east for a while and they largely did so because of demar Derozan and zach levine so they will be very well deserved all-star spots um, 
But I still want to go over these numbers with Trey Young because Trey Young's having a great season. And look, as we sit here today, we're recording this Monday midday. The Hawks are on a roll, man. Yeah, I think they've won five straight now, seven straight. Like they're cooking. Um, after a lot of people left them for dead, and people were talking about them being sellers at the trade deadline. So I I do want to take a look at Trey Young's numbers when you put them next to Zach Levine's. We will do that next. But first, Mm -hmm. today's episode brought to you by. Turbo tax. That's right, y'all. It's tax season. People think unusual circumstances mean complicated taxes. But for TurboTax Live experts, that's what makes things interesting. We all have unique lives, whether you invested in crypto for the first time this year. I didn't. Own an up-and-coming small business or are raising rambunctious twins. Luckily, TurboTax has experts who can answer your tax questions, walk you through the whole process, or do your taxes for you From start to finish, I'll take that option, please. They help you get every deduction you deserve, no matter your unique situation. And you can talk to a TurboTax Live expert through your phone or computer from the comfort of your home. TurboTax Live experts are here to help you however you need. And if you need an extra hand, hand your taxes off to them, and they'll just do it all for you. To TurboTax Live experts, an interesting life can mean an even greater refund. And that's what we all want at the end of tax season, right? The biggest refund possible. So visit TurboDax.com to learn more. You do your thing. They've got your taxes. Into it. TurboTax Live. And now, Big Dave, tell the Mm. people who's back in the family of Locked On Sponsors. You wanted it, people? Well, you got it. It's the return of the Rock Auto. You know it's cold outside, don't you? Don't you know it's cold outside? All that snow that you got. I showed Matt my parking lot that I shoveled. He thinks I'm completely insane. It is cold out there with a lot of snow. You don't want to go out there. Trust me. But you still need some stuff for your car. You got to winterize your car. You got to make sure it's cool. Well, you hang with my people at Rock Auto. You can save you some time, save you some money. Why spend 30, 50, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? Rock Auto's family-owned business, serving the do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years with reliably low prices for every single customer. Everything you can eat, y'all. Brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. Whatever you want, trust me, they got it. So go ahead to that website. Go ahead to rockauto.com. Use that easy website and find yourself the solution to all your auto part needs. But make sure you write locked on in that how did you hear about us section to let them know that Matt Peck and Big Dave sent you. Amazing selection. Reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need. Sing it with me out there, Bulls Nation. Rock Auto. Com. Oh, that felt good. Come on back, baby. Welcome home. <laughs> I don't know how I how much I missed that until just now. <laughs> just didn't feel right. Something you fell off. Right. Was not Rock right. Auto. Yo, Back in the Rock, Auto. Rock Auto was out six to eight weeks. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Was it a was it a wrist? Was it a knee? Was it a muffler? What was it? <laughs> All right. Uh, let's get back on track here. All right. Love, all right. love your rock auto. Um, all Shout right. Out. 
<laughs> Trey Young and Zach Levine through the numbers. Let's break this down, Dave. In the 21-22 yes. season thus far, Zach Levine's played 42 games, Trey Young 45. I'm going to go through Zach Levine's shooting splits and stats, and then I'll do Trey's. Zach Levine, 48.4% from the field, 39.5% from behind the three-point line, 86.9% from the free throw line, 24.9 points per game, 4.8 boards, 4.3 assists, 0.6 steals, 0.4 blocks. Trey Young, from the field, 45.2. Zach has a three-percentage edge there. From the three-point line, 37.6. Zach has a two-percentage edge there. Free throw percentage, a little bit better than Zach at 89.5. 27.7 points per game for Trey. Mm. 4.1 boards, 9.3 assists, and a Mm. steal per game. So... Obviously, Trey, with the 27.7 compared to 24.9 for Zach and the 9.3 dimes, 4.3 for Zach, maybe gives you that edge of, all right, Trey Young's doing a little bit more for his team than Zach Levine is for his team. What do you think? Does anything stand out to you there, Big Dave, when I rattle off those numbers for Zach and Trey? Oh, first of all, they're both really good. (laughs) I think that's the first thing that kind of stood out. Excellent observation. Thank you very much. That's why they pay me the big bucks. Um. But man, dude, Trey Young with that again, averaging those nine assists, you know, those nine, 10 assists. The fact he just continues to do that year after year while also leading the team and scoring at the same time is it's really just excellent and fascinating to me. Because also, remember, they started changing the rules, you know, for mm-hmm. Trey Young. And you saw how it affected guys like James Harden. Trey Young, for some reason or that, has been able to adapt to it, switch his game and still put the ball in the bucket. It took him a minute to figure it out, but then he started putting the ball in the bucket, but it didn't hurt his passing, didn't hurt his assist or anything like that. So, yeah, I, I shout out to him for, like, no, I'm going to figure it out. I think it has something to do with him being a little guy, Matt, because little guys have always had to change their game and work a little bit harder, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying, to get something. So shout out to him for being able to adapt. And plus, he's a knockdown three-point shooter. That won't change. That will always never change for him. So that is another thing that keeps him. But Zach Levine, Matt, my God, how many years has this dude been consistently putting up these kind of numbers for these teams? It's more magnified now for people, obviously, because, you know, he's good. But, um, excuse me, because the team's good. Mm-hmm. But, my God, this it's not new, him being this awesome. You know, watching him put up these numbers is just, I think the efficiency is a little bit better. And it's the fact he's playing a little better defense. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I say a little bit, I'm, I'm just saying because they're winning. You know what I'm saying? So I look at right. it a little bit differently, and I know he's not the main focal point uh, of the offense anymore. He's he's definitely it's 51-49, but, you know, in the fourth quarter, you're more so leaning towards DeMar. That's kind of what I mean by that. Right. But when it comes down to it, I think fans just love Trey Young, rightfully so, and I understand. And Trey Young is clearing away the best player on the team. Uh, of Atlanta he's their number one two three and three (laughs) like he's the one for them and I think that's kind of what gets him the edge uh in the fan voting I wanted Zach to start it's a great story you know to see him and DeMar be the starting backcourt especially with them you know leaning the east up until recently because of the injuries right I'm not upset that Trey Young is the starter I'm really not because it's it's not shocking to me I understand the losing is what people see, but I remember when he got all-star starter, uh, when I was arguing this with John Sabine when we were doing Outsiders, 
And he was saying, how come he gets that? And, you know, Luca didn't. And I'm like, it's a fan vote. You know, like, okay. it's what the fans want. They want the stars. They feel Trey Young's the star. It's what the fans want. So I don't have an issue um, with him being the starter, man. But both deserving, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, the how many wins does your team have argument, right? And, and that's one that Bulls fans are familiar with because when we were watching the Bulls slog through the 1920 season, uh, yeah. you know, with, with he who must not be named leading the charge, Zach Levine was putting up nasty numbers. Mm-hmm. And there were a couple of other guards in the East that were not as impressively as Zach statistically, but everybody said, well, their team has more wins. Well, you know, they're 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 doing more for a team that's actually a team and winning and not languishing in the bottom of the standings. Hmm. Now, this season, you kind of have the flip scenario where Zach's stats aren't quite as impressive as Trey Young's, but Zach Levine is 1B on a team that's a half game back of the top seed in the East. Yes, yes. Meanwhile, when those starter all-stars were announced, what, what that was last Thursday now, Mm-hmm. Atlanta was just now in getting into this what is now as of today a seven game winning streak but at that time they were 21 and 25 when those mm-hmm. all-star starters were announced 21 and 25 and kind of bouncing back and forth between the final play-in spot and outside mm-hmm. of the play-in looking up true so how is it I'm just throwing that question how is it that a guy on a team that is four games under 500 and not even in the play-in picture mm-hmm. can be an all-star starter when we heard the same argument against Zach a couple years ago. Yeah, if people are using that argument against Zach, and I wasn't, but if, yeah, you're going to have to speak loud. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because you, you, you got to speak loud on that one, man, because Matt's absolutely right. Like, I remember when people were saying that stuff. Well, he's on the losing team. He can't be an all-star. I'm like, but it's a fan vote. You know, the fans are going to vote the starters. But if you're playing that elite, you know, right. there should be a spot for you. You know what I'm saying? On the team. Andrew Wiggins is an all-star starter. Come on. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> out. you know Make what I'm it. saying? Come on, man. That's crazy. How, how he got that over Devin Booker is, is insane. Like, that's that's just crazy. All right, Wiggins. I'm happy he got it. Shout out to him for being an all-star starter. But he's not. Right. Come on. Stop it. The but, other interesting. Go ahead. Oh, no, 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 please go ahead. You got well, it. I was just going to say the other interesting wrinkle to this, Dave, is that the NBA decided to classify DeMar DeRozan as a guard. Yeah. When for plenty of his career in Toronto, mm. he was seen as, you know, a two guard. In San Antonio, he was kind of like playing a point guard, but a point forward. And so this season, they're like, DeMar DeRozan? Yeah, G. Put a G next to his name. Mm-hmm. How many minutes of guard has DeMar actually played? He's either been this team's small forward or power forward for the majority of his <laughs> minutes so far this season. And yeah. it's hard to put him and Zach Levine both in that category. But yeah, if you if you shift DeMar DeRozan over to the group of bigs forward slash centers, is he beating out any of Embiid, Giannis, and Durant for those three spots? Because mm-hmm. everybody pretty much called those a lock. Oh, yeah, oh yeah. East front court and the all-star starting spots. Boom, boom, boom. Those three. Do, as great as DeMar has been, does he edge out either of any of those three to then make room for Zach as the other starting guard next to Trey Young? It's, you know, it's a hypothetical universe. We'll never know the answer to that. But a lot of people were kind of like, why, why are you calling DeMar DeRozan a guard? You know? Yeah. 
Bill, so he could be a starter in the All Star game. That's why they call him a guard. That's, I'm okay that's with a it. Short and simple <laughs> answer. Yeah, no, we're all, we're all right with it. I'm just saying that why, if people are asking that question, that is the answer because you're right. He's not starting over Kevin Durant. You know, he's it, the front court was too packed for him to be starting over any of those guys. Okay, but starting at guard, yeah, he got a shot and he had a chance to get in there and he definitely got in there. So that's why he's at the guard. But forward that's a log jam buddy and they and like you said they just call that front court now it's not by position it's positionless so those three names are going you know what i'm saying like those are the people who are ahead of him in like mvp vote you know what i'm saying so of course they're going to get that run that's just what it's going to be but he's in that's why he's got that g next to him guys (laughs) so yes i mean it's interesting when you look at and and this is the last thing then we'll move on to to bulls magic preview when you look at Zach Levine's numbers next to DeMar DeRozan's numbers, while also knowing Trey Young's numbers, because I went through Zach's numbers before, you know, it was like 24.9 and then uh, four point whatever assists, four point whatever. Four. DeMar DeRozan is right there next to Zach Levine, mm. a little bit higher, 26.4 points per game, um, five even on assists and rebounds, 5.0, 5.0. Shooting numbers, 50% from the floor, a little bit better than Zach there. Obviously, uh, nowhere near Zach on three-pointers, although respect to DeMar, 34.6 from behind the three-point line so far this season, not Godwood, and right, yeah. pretty much the exact same free-throw percentage. So one one and a half more points per game than Zach Levine and very similar shooting numbers mm-hmm. and very similar assists and rebounds. And they are 1A and 1B and flip the A and the B on any given night. And they are the guys on a team that has 31 wins and flirting with the top seed in the East. So it's like one of those guys was mile ahead of everyone, DeMar, runaway winner for the most votes among Eastern Conference guards, media, fans, and players. For Zach to be so far behind that and behind Trey Young, when he's doing almost exactly what DeMar DeRozan is doing on one of the best teams of the conference. that That's the part yeah. that has me just a little curious to be like, why is it? Is it just the two buzzer beaters that happened on New Year's Eve and New Year's Day? Like, is that is that it? <laughs> that helped. <laughs> it didn't hurt. It didn't hurt at all. It didn't hurt at all, man. It didn't hurt. I <sighs> I'm at a loss. It's all, right, it's all right. It's all right. You got your all-star starter. Zach Levine is going to be in there as well. Like, this is a good thing. And then we'll see. You know what I mean? It's just going to be awesome. Both of them going to be there, you know, singing, me, me, just me and you, so happy together. Like, they're going to be walking arm in arm in, man. It's going to be cool, man. Who knows? Know. They might show up at the dunk contest together. You know, it might do stuff. Like, anything can happen, Matt. This is all good stuff, man. This is all good stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just salty about Trey Young. Um, Trey right. Young alone. <laughs> all right. Like we said, we want to touch on this Bulls Magic rematch we got on deck for Tuesday night. Before that, though, Big Dave, tell the people about yeah. all the fun they should be having at Bet Online. Oh, uh, you know what? Football season is coming to a close, ladies and gentlemen. But don't be sad. Because that means it's the biggest game of the year. The big one, y'all. Y'all know what it is. And Bet Online is your place to go to get all your betting down for the big game in 2022. And with this new year, with the new updated uh, desktop and mobile website, you can sign up today, receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use that promo code. It's called Locked 
on. Use that to go ahead and get yourself started. From scores, from total player performance props, to where the next coach's fire is going to land, Bet Online is your number one spot for all things NFL betting in 2022. But also, not just football, basketball, hockey, boxing, UFC. They got it all. They and all the UFC odd coverages, it's the best in the business, y'all. From sports right on down to them favorite Vegas casino games. Bet Online is your number one online wagering destination. It's the fastest and easiest way to wager all your favorite sports and play your favorite games. Bet Online, where the game starts. Sports. All right, moving along on this Tuesday episode, uh, looking ahead to Bulls Magic rematch. Before that, this just just came across my Twitter feed, and I just want to tell Uh-oh. you about it, Dave, because it's awesome okay. and hilarious. This just okay. came out. Nikola Jokic in the month of January, 425 points, 211 rebounds, 144 assists. The first NBA player to record at least 400 points, 200 boards, and 100 assists in a calendar month since... Kareem in 1976. <sighs> and some people still don't see this man as an MVP. My goodness. Right here. Right here. <laughs> this is where you put it, Bulls fan. Right here. I see you on Twitter. <laughs> Come this on, y'all. Come this on. Dude's insane. This dude's in Spain. This dude's insane, man. That's it. Matt, that is an insane stat. First of all, he put up the, the first stat line of, that you've never seen in NBA history. <laughs> he ties who can who arguably the greatest player in NBA history for something that's never been done before. It's insane, dog. Bonkers. It's insane. Uh, speaking of Nikola's, the Bulls playing Vooch's old team again on Tuesday night. Bulls hosting the Magic. And this is a revenge game for the Bulls, Dave. The Bulls got blown out 114.95 yeah. back on January 23rd to Orlando. That was the last game the Bulls played before the returns of Zach Levine and Javante Green. And we have seen just how much those two guys have each in their own ways helped the Bulls since their returns. But this was a game where DeMar DeRozan put up 41 points and looked around and was like, anyone? (laughs) Bueller? Bueller? No? All right, cool. I'm going to take off the fourth quarter and then tomorrow night. Um, And and look, credit to this Orlando team, Dave. They've started to string some wins together recently, not just this win against us uh, a week and a half ago. They beat Luka and the Mavs on Sunday. That was their second straight win. It was their third win in four games. And they are doing this with a very balanced offensive attack. They had four starters and three bench guys and double figures against us back on Jan 23. They just did the Mm -hmm. same exact thing to the Mavs in that recent victory on Sunday. Whereas the Bulls, it was DeMar and like, yeah, Kobe did chip in a little bit, but the Bulls bench did nothing. So I don't know about you, but that's what I'll be looking at. Now that we do have a few more pieces back, can the Bulls get some more production from their bench? Because the Orlando bench kicked their butt. Yeah, and the other thing about that game, Matt, that also signaled the return of Zach Levine and Javante Green immediately. they they I'm telling you, they were going to wait to come back, you know, when they got back from OKC. After that game, they were like, guys, we're on our way. <laughs> we're, we're on our way. You know what I'm saying? Like, we we, we see it, we're, we're on our way. We're on the next plane to Oklahoma City. Mm-hmm. Okay? That, dude, they, they, that was an important game. They saw it, 
they didn't like it either. I promise you, they didn't like this the crap talking that was going on. They didn't like Suggs doing all this on his jersey. They didn't like none of that that was going on, man. So that's what I'm gonna be interested in seeing how much they take that personally. I expect them to take it very personally because I took it personally because I don't like that when losing teams out here talking crazy to you like that. That's crazy to me. But Orlando's a good one of those good bad teams. You know what I'm saying? They got that young talent. You see the skills that they have. I right. was I wasn't even high on Wagner coming in on Franz Wagner. I wasn't even high on him, man. I was like, you know what? He's all right. You know, yeah. he's doing stuff. I'm watching his game. I'm like, yeah, he's doing a little bit. He's Especially cool. Especially knowing that that pick came from us in the Vooch trade. Yeah. Bulls fans had Correct. to be curious to be like, all right, well, what did that pick turn into? Because it'll help right, inform right. my decision on whether or not I liked that trade. <laughs> and I'm sure they hate it now. They're like, no, we're gonna hurt ah! But after I saw, and but then I'm watching the man, I'm like seeing his moves, and I'm like, oh no, they'll catch up to that. NBA will catch up to that. And then I found out he was 6'11. And then I said, oh my God, what? You know what? I take everything back. This dude is gonna be a complete monster. He's I thought he was shorter than that. He is 6'11 doing this. He is going to be a stud. This dude is going to be a beast, man. So they're big, you know what I'm saying? They're athletic. And they're young. That's a that's an ill combination, man. And Wendell finally listened to John Sabine when he got himself some glasses. And now he's like, oh my God. Oh, this, oh, the basketball isn't blue. Oh, oh, the whole time. I was confused. All right. I'm sorry, guys. I didn't know. I didn't know. And and now he he looks like a whole different human being now. Now that he got some glasses on. And now he can see, and he looks like a better player. He's putting up kind of the same numbers. I believe what he's at, what, 13 and 10, if I'm not mistaken, uh, that he's putting up, maybe 14 and 10. Classic Wendell. Uh, He is averaging 13.3 and 10.1. Yeah, so as good as he's looking, it's it's still a Wendell stat line. You know what I'm saying? You're you're putting that up. But he's looking good. I'm not taking that away from him. He he looks good. He looks much more competent. And and I think being in Orlando. A little more competently, too. Yeah. Very much so. Very much so. But I think being in Orlando and not having that much weight on him anymore, you know what I'm saying, that he had in Chicago. Because when you come to those bigger markets, it's more weight on you. Mm-hmm. In Orlando, the only weight is the mouse. So you, <laughs> you're, you're, you're okay. You'll be all right down there. But, yeah, Bomba and, and is, is cool. You can't, you can't forget the meth gators, Dave. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> but, yeah, but bottom line, man, they, they got a solid team, man. Suggs and Cole Anthony and those guys. They have a good, young, solid team with some size. They should be very good in the future. Yeah, you know, the Wagner brothers combined for 41 in that game back on January 23rd um, and nine assists. They're both big guys who can not only score but distribute. And, you know, they they picked the Bulls' defense apart in that game. Did not help that the Bulls had one of their ice-cold shooting nights, 5 of 21 from downtown for not even 24%. And, the uh, you know, the worst defenders there – that was the night when Kobe went one for seven, Vooch two for eight. So your your starting center and your starting point guard combined to go three of fifteen from downtown. That was the Vooch game, right? When all of the Vooch yeah, haters were like, yeah. "I've had enough. This is garbage." <laughs> and and Vooch, to his credit, after that game was like, "I unacceptable." You know, was very yeah. like you know inward looking and knowing he needed to be better. And then what happened after that game against the Magic? In this last string of three or four games since then, look at mm-hmm. Booch's numbers. He's taking fewer mm-hmm. threes. He's going to mm-hmm. work in the paint, 
and his field goal numbers are efficient. Knock on wood. Let's yes. keep that going. Because what do you bet? Vooch wants to keep that positive momentum that he's built over these last few games and really build upon it and get a little payback for how poorly he played against his old team. Like, you got to yeah. assume that Vooch is out for blood in this game. Oh, you have to. I mean, this guy has a lot of pride. Like, we, we saw it earlier in the season when he was struggling, man. This dude has a lot of pride. He's not a guy who just playing bad and he walks away. Like, uh, DeMar told you, like, dude, he we see the work he puts in. We know how hard this dude works to be as good as he is at playing this game of basketball, being yeah. as elite as he's been at playing this game of basketball. So to play against your former team at, at the place that, you know, you were at for the past 10 years, I'm talking about in Orlando, and you out there and you put on that kind of performance, yeah, that wears at you. That eats at you. This game means something to him, and I'm telling you it means something to Zach, and I'm telling you it means something to Javante Green. They saw all those things. Javante Green, Matt, is the key for me on this one because now I got me a mini goon out there. You know what right. I'm saying? Because when Suggs is out there trying to, you know, boast and do the robot and Wagner's out here pushing on DeMar, I got me a mini goon out here like, hey, man, I got him. I'm Ding him up. Right. I got him. You know what right. I'm saying? He's my man now. I'm in your chest. You know what I'm saying? And it makes guys' defense better because I'm telling you, Ayo's defense has gotten a – it's already good. Right. I'm just saying it's gotten a little bit more aggressive now that Javante Green is there too because the defense is contagious right. contagious uh, for these players, man. So I can't wait to see Javante out here against them. I mean, when you think about that magic offense and the guys who handle the ball the most – it's their two starters in the backcourt, Cole Anthony and Jalen Suggs, and it's mm -hmm. and it's the, the Twin Towers. It's it's the Wagner yeah. brothers who do a lot of operating and ball handling in different pick-and-roll sets and pick-and-pop sets. And, like, the Bulls just laid back and let them do whatever they wanted to offensively. Each of those mm -hmm. four guys who are the primary ball handlers for Orlando only had one turnover apiece. They mm -hmm. basically just did whatever they wanted to do. Enter Javante Green. And the other four Javante Greens, as Stacy loves to say, cause yeah. some havoc. Do not let Orlando get that comfortable. Because it's yes. interesting that that's kind of been a flip problem for the Bulls on both ends of the floor in this recent stretch with no Lonzo, no Caruso. Not only have the Bulls experienced trouble getting into their offensive sets, especially when their opponents kind of ramp things up defensively a little bit, they're also guilty of letting their opponents get way too comfortable and quickly into their offensive sets that they want with very little resistance. It's a problem on both ends for the Bulls right now, Dave. No, you're absolutely right with that, Matt. And that, that comes with, you know, not having that guy out there to set the tone for you defensively and offensively. And again, that's where we miss Alonzo so, so much because he could, and Caruso, where we miss those guys. They will return though, guys. They will return. I need to keep saying that to you. But again, this is why Javante and Ayo are going to be so important in this game and going forward because those are the two guys who could set the tone on both ends of the floor. You can ask Ayo to set the tone on the offensive end in the half court. You can ask Javante to set the tone for you on the defensive end. But they can both do both because we saw the last game, Javante set the tone offensively early on for the Chicago Bulls, scoring the first seven of their 13, but also set it defensively, like I said, running through those picks mm -hmm. that uh, Nurkis was trying to set. You know what I mean? So – you could set a tone on both ends, not probably not as you know elaborate and broad, you know what I'm saying, as Lonzo and Caruso do, but you can still do that, and the team picks up on that. Now, also, Matt, you talked about the bench. You said how trash the bench was against that. Whew. Yeah, we looking at y'all too. 
because it is completely necessary. The difference this time, Matt, we got we got Kobe back to where we both believe he is at his best, and that's coming in off the bench. So and he's fine. He came out of that slump right at the right time, and so now we're going to need him to continue on doing what he does. You know what I'm saying? To give us that punch scoring wise off the bench. And Tony Bradley, feel free to continue being that good. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Feel free. Feel free. To continue to be what you were in this last game. Don't change a thing. You know, have at that, man. That's going to be important against a team with that much size. You know what I'm saying? And that much length. He's going to be important, man. Bulls bench outscored by Orlando's reserves 51-10 to 10 in that most recent meeting. Let's see if we can approve upon that spread, shall we? <laughs> also, also, That's man. it for today. Thanks, as always, for listening, y'all. Uh, subscribe to us on YouTube if you aren't already. And if you did watch this video episode on YouTube and enjoyed it, hit that thumbs up button. It looks like this. We'd appreciate it. Uh, you can also always hit us up on Twitter because we're there 24-7-365. I am at Bulls underscore Peck. He is at Bow B-A-W-L Sports. We are at Locked On Bulls. And that text to voicemail line 331-979-1369. We'll be sure that we get to some mailbag stuff later on this yeah. week because we were a little light on mailbag last week. And we'll be back for a Wednesday episode breakdown. Bulls magic. Revenge. Go get him, Booch. Shake harder, boy. For Big Dave, I'm Matt. Rock Auto's back, baby! See you at Big Good. Peace out.